Hello world, this is Roger Corvale and this is For the Hope. Here we read through the Bible conversationally, talk about the truth claims of Christianity, and learn to fall more in love with Jesus and the people in his world. You ready? Let's roll. Welcome. Good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you happen to be in the world and whatever day or time it is that you're listening to this. Hey, Hopeful. Welcome to For the Hope's Daily Audio Bible, where we consider life and work and and holidays, maybe in light of God's story. For those of you who are regulars, can I ask you to pray? In a few hours, I'm going to be down at the mission uh, preaching to the guys, and, and uh, today's prep time went into that, so I'm just going to be reading. But here's what I'm going to ask you to pray about. Uh, I preach a month from now there, right before Christmas. And I'm hoping during Thanksgiving week, uh, here in this next week, to finish a short book and have the dough to give 40 copies of it to the men. And uh, I'm just going to need kind of everything to fall into place for that to happen, both in terms of time and money. So uh, if you just keep me in prayer, I would love to bless them in that way. That said, let's just dive into our reading today. Because sometimes it ain't perfect, but it's always profitable just to sit at Jesus' feet. Luke chapter 12. Meanwhile, a crowd of many thousands came together so that they were trampling on one another. He began to say to his disciples first, Be on your guard against the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. There's nothing covered that won't be uncovered, nothing hidden that won't be made known. Therefore, whatever you said in the dark will be heard in the light, and what you have whispered in an ear in private rooms will be proclaimed on the housetops. I say to you, my friends, don't fear those who can kill the body, and after that do nothing more. But I will show you the one to fear. Fear him who has authority to throw people into hell after death. Yes, I say to you, this is the one to fear. Aren't five sparrows sold for two pennies? Yet not one of them is forgotten in God's sight. Indeed, the hairs of your head are all counted. Don't be afraid. You're worth more than many sparrows. And I say to you, anyone who acknowledges me before others... The Son of Man will also acknowledge him before the angels of God, but whoever denies me before others will be denied before the angels of God. Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but the one who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. Whenever they bring you before synagogues and rulers and authorities, don't worry about how you should defend yourselves or what you should say. For the Holy Spirit will teach you at that very hour what must be said. Someone from the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. And Jesus responded, Friend, who appointed me a judge or arbitrator over you? He then told them, Watch out and be on your guard against all greed, because one's life is not in the abundance of his possessions. Then he told them a parable. A rich man's land was very productive, and he thought to himself, Oh, what should I do since I don't have anywhere to store my crops? I'll do this. 
he said. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones and store all my grain and my goods there. And then I'll say to myself, you have many goods stored up for many years. Take it easy. Eat, drink, enjoy yourself. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life is demanded of you and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? That's how it is with the one who stores up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Then he said to his disciples, Therefore, I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat, or about the body, what you will wear. For life is more than food and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens. They don't sow or reap. They don't have a storeroom or a barn, yet God feeds them. Aren't you worth much more than the birds? Can any of you add one moment to his lifespan by worrying? If then you are not able to do even a little thing, why worry about the rest? Consider how the wildflowers grow. They don't labor or spin thread, yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was adorned like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass, which is in the field today and is thrown into the furnace tomorrow, how much more will he do for you? For you, you of little faith. Don't strive for what you should eat and what you should drink, and don't be anxious, for the Gentile world eagerly seeks all these things, and, and your Father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom, and these things will be provided for you. Don't be afraid, little flock, because your Father delights to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Make money bags for yourselves that won't grow old, an inexhaustible treasure in heaven where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Be ready for service and have your lamps lit. You are to be like people waiting for their master to return from the wedding banquet so that when he comes and knocks, they can open the door for him at once. Blessed will be those servants the master finds alert when he comes. <laughs> Truly, I tell you, he will get ready, have them recline at the table, then come and serve them. If he comes in the middle of the night or even near dawn and finds them alert, blessed are those servants. But know this, if the homeowner had not had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also be ready, because the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Lord, Peter asked, Why are you telling this parable to us or to everyone? The Lord said, Who then is the faithful and sensible manager his master will put in charge of his household servants to give them their allotted food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom the master finds doing his job when he comes. Truly, I tell you, he will put him in charge of all his possessions. But if that servant says in his heart, my master is delaying in coming and starts to beat the male and female servants and to eat and drink and get drunk. That master's servant will come on a day he doesn't expect him and an hour he doesn't know. And he will cut him to pieces and assign him a place with the unfaithful. And that servant who knew his master's will and didn't prepare himself or do it will be severely beaten. But the one who did not know 
and did what deserved punishment will receive a light beating. From everyone who has been given much, much will be required. And from one who has been entrusted with much, even more will be expected. I came to bring fire on the earth, and how I wish it were already set ablaze. But I have a baptism to undergo, and how it consumes me until it's finished. Do you think that I came here to bring peace on the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on, five in one household will be divided, three against two, two against three. And he quotes the Old Testament here. They will be divided, father against son, son against father, mother against daughter, daughter against mother, mother mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. He also said to the crowds, Oh, my friends, just pay attention to this here, right? All that little bit on what what is divisive right there. It's truth. Truth, by definition, is exclusive, right? It doesn't mean that we want to be divided, like Paul says in Romans 12. So far as it depends on you, be at peace with all people, right? So the point isn't whether or not we choose division, though some of us do and shouldn't. But more importantly, God's truth is going to be divisive. Now, hear what he says. He also said to the crowds, When you see a cloud rising in the west, right away you say, A storm is coming. And so it does. And when the south wind is blowing, you say, It's going to be hot. And it is. Hypocrites. You know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and sky, but why don't you know how to interpret this present time? Why don't you judge for yourselves what is right? Are you going with your adversary to the ruler? Make an effort to settle with him on the way. Then he won't drag you before the judge, and the judge hand you over to the bailiff, and the bailiff throw you into prison. I tell you, you will never get out of there until you've paid the last penny. which is a monetary example. That's chapter 12. That's a monetary example about the gospel, right? Get right with God while you still got time. It's all about truth, right? And truth, of course, is not just an idea. It's a person. All right, we're going to turn back to our Old Testament segment. Next couple uh, chunks in in this section of Isaiah that we're in. And you might recall that yesterday that began with woes to false leaders and uh, continues with more woes, kind of a section of, of just woe. <laughs> hey, be aware of this. And uh, this begins with the condemnation of the Egyptian alliance. Yeah, we're back to them. But the question, of course, is who are we going to trust? Woe to the rebellious children. This is the Lord's declaration. They carry out a plan but not mine. They make an alliance, but against my will, piling sin on top of sin. Without asking my advice, they set to go down to Egypt in order to seek shelter under Pharaoh's protection and take refuge in Egypt's shadow. But Pharaoh's protection will become your shame and refuge in Egypt's shadow your humiliation. For though his princes are at Zoan and his messengers reach as far as Hanes, 
everyone will be ashamed because of a people who can't help. They are of no benefit. They are no help. They are good for nothing but shame and disgrace. A pronouncement concerning the animals of the Negev. Through a land of trouble and distress, of lioness and lion, of viper and flying serpent, they carry their wealth on the backs of donkeys and their treasures on the humps of camels to a people who will not help them. Egypt's help is completely worthless. Therefore, I call her Rahab who just sits. (laughs) It's Rahab who just sits. Go now. Write it on a tablet in their presence and inscribe it on a scroll. It will be for the future, forever and ever. They are a rebellious people, deceptive children, children who do not want to listen to the Lord's instruction. They say to the seers, do not see. And they say to the prophets, don't prophesy to the truth to us. Tell us flattering things. Prophesy illusions. Get out of the way. Leave the pathway. Rid us of the Holy One of Israel. Therefore, the Holy One of Israel says, Because you have rejected this message and have trusted in oppression and deceit and have depended on them, this iniquity of yours will be like a crumbling gap, a bulge in a high wall whose collapse will come in in an instant. Suddenly, its collapse will be like that of the shattering of a potter's jar, crushed to pieces, so that not even a fragment of pottery will be found among its shattered remains, no fragment large enough to take fire from a hearth or scoop water from a cistern. For the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, has said, You will be delivered by returning and resting. Your strength will lie in quiet confidence, but you are not willing. You said, No, we'll escape on horses. (laughs) Therefore, you will escape. And you said, We will ride on fast horses, but those who pursue you will be faster. One thousand will flee at the threat of one. At the threat of five, you will flee until you remain like a solitary pole on a mountaintop or a banner on a hill. Next section, the Lord's mercy to Israel. Therefore, the Lord is waiting to show you mercy and is rising up to show you compassion, for the Lord is a just God. All who wait patiently for him are happy. For people will live on Zion in Jerusalem. You will never weep again. He will show favor to you at the sound of your outcry. As soon as he hears, he will answer you. The Lord will give you meager bread and water during oppression, but your teacher, capital T, but your teacher will not hide any longer. Your eyes will see your teacher, and whenever you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear this command behind you, saying, This is the way. Walk in it. By the way, what were the first Christians called? What did they call themselves? People of the way, right? They weren't called Christians till Antioch, and that because they adopted an epithet, because they're like, Oh, you are like Jesus people, right? Christians. This is the, your eyes will see your teacher and whenever you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear this command behind you. This is the way, walk in it. Then you will defile your silver plated idols and your gold plated images. You will throw them away like menstrual cloths and call them filth. 
Then he will send rain for your seed that you have sown in the ground, and the food, the produce of the ground, will be rich and plentiful. On that day your cattle will graze in open pastures. The oxen and the donkeys that work the ground will eat salted fodder, scattered with winnowing shovel and fork. Streams flowing with water will be on every high mountain and every raised hill on the day of great slaughter when the towers fall. The moonlight will be as bright as the sunlight, and the sunlight will be seven times brighter, like the light of seven days, on the day that the Lord bandages his people's injuries and heals the wounds he afflicted. Annihilation of the Assyrians Look, the name of the Lord is coming from far away, his anger burning and heavy with smoke. His lips are full of fury, and his tongue is like a consuming fire. His breath is like an overflowing torrent that rises to the neck. He comes to sift the nations in a sieve of destruction and to put a bridle on the jaws of the peoples to lead them astray. Your singing will be like that on the night of a holy festival, and your heart will rejoice like the one who walks to the music of a flute going up to the mountain of the Lord, to the rock of Israel. And the Lord will make the splendor of his voice heard and reveal his arm striking in angry wrath and a flame of consuming fire in driving rain, a torrent, and hailstones. Assyria will be shattered by the voice of the Lord, and he will strike with a rod. And every stroke of the appointed staff that the Lord brings down on him will be to sound to the sound of tambourines and lyres. He will fight against him with brand, brandished weapons. Indeed, Topheth has been ready for at the king for a long time. Its funeral pyre is deep and wide, with plenty of wood and fire. The breath of the Lord, like a torrent of burning sulfur, kindles it. The Lord the only help. Woe to those who go down to Egypt for help and who depend on horses. They trust in the abundance of chariots and in the large number of horsemen. They do not look to the Holy One of Israel and they do not seek the Lord. But he also is wise and brings disaster. He does not go back on what he says. He will rise up against the house of the wicked and against the allies of evildoers. Egyptians are men, not God. Their horses are flesh, not spirit. When the Lord raises his hand to strike, the helper will stumble, and the one who is helped will fail. Both will perish together. For this is what the Lord said to me. As a lion or young lion growls over its prey when a band of shepherds is called out against it, and it is not terrified by their shouting or subdued by their noise, so the Lord of armies will come down to fight on Mount Zion and on its hill. Like hovering birds, so the Lord of armies will protect Jerusalem. By protecting it, he will rescue it. By passing over it, he will deliver it. Return to the one the Israelites have greatly rebelled against, for on that day, every one of you will reject the worthless idols of silver and gold that your own hands have sinfully made. And then Assyria will fall, but not by a human sword. A sword will devour him, but not one made by man. He will flee from the sword. His young men will be put to forced labor. His rock will pass away because of fear, and his officers will be afraid because of the signal flag. This is the Lord's declaration, whose fire is in Zion and whose furnace is in Jerusalem. Proverbs 29 and 30. And our wisdom segment today 
is going to be a pretty short one. Proverbs 12.10 The righteous cares about his animal's health, but even the merciful acts of the wicked are cruel. The one who works his land will have plenty of food, but whoever chases fantasies lacks sense. All right, I snuck in an extra one. (laughs) I love you. Hope you have a great weekend. Amen. Amen.